I'm Jonathan G. Blanco. Everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of the Just Sats Weekly Roundup, where we talk about what's happening in Bitcoin and some fun and crazy things that might have gone on along the way. Uh, what What do you think about what's been going on with Bitcoin since last week? We had a little bit of a tumble to essentially start the week mm. at 8,500 and, and we're climbing back up again. Yeah, yeah, I think that was kind of the expected. A lot of folks were thinking there would be some sort of pullback, right, after the halving, and we, we kind of saw that, and now we're seeing more uh, more movement to the upside. The, the thing that gets me, though, is uh, I, I saw an interesting fact this morning uh, that a lot of the miners are selling out of their reserves, so we really probably aren't even going to feel the impact of this halving until those reserves are depleted. So uh, that's yeah. an interesting piece and a dynamic to look at. Right. I mean, this was a crazy week, right? Like the Bitcoin having actually happened this week on on Monday. And, uh, you know, right before the having things went down to 8500 and then kind of started coming back. And uh, is it weird that the having feels like a couple weeks ago already? Is that just the yeah, world? Right. Where you had all these Bitcoin having shows. You had everybody talking about uh, the having and what was going on. And um, you know, I adjusted Wu on the on the podcast when we were talking about just the marketability of the having, which I think that was an, actually I really enjoyed yeah. that conversation that was, with him that was because good. yeah, Justin's great dude. That guy is always fire. You go from Bitcoin having to uh, J.K. Rowling all in the same <laughs> the week, right? And that feels like Crazy. like I said, it feels like weeks ago. What do you think about the the J.K. Rowling scenario? Uh, I'm, I'm excited that somebody uh, of that level wants to, you know, explore Bitcoin. But I think that the response from uh, obviously from crypto Twitter was the wrong response and a little bit overwhelming. Um, but yeah, what about you? Probably should have had a delegate, <laughs> a delegate response. And, yeah. uh, you know, what I thought was pretty funny is the amount of people that were trying to get JK Rowling to slide into their DMs. Uh, <laughs> Like, like, hey, JK, yeah, hey, JK, just send me a DM. I'll explain to you this I'll whole Bitcoin thing. I think Pierre Richard said it best um, on Twitter. Mm. It doesn't really matter that JK Rowling found interest in it. What matters is that she was talking about it. She has a platform of, you know, millions of folks that, that follow her and so forth and pay attention to Harry Potter. If that sparked interest in one of them to explore Bitcoin, like that's a big win. And I was like, you know, that's a really good way to think about it. Her tweet though the other day, uh, yesterday, well, I think it was, was and this kind of put me off. She was like, things like this are white noise to me. I cannot and will not ever understand Bitcoin, but I love you for thinking that I can or I will. And I think what this what this does is, to me, it, it, it strikes a chord to me like, okay, well, you know what? There's certain people that are not going to get it. And that's why Satoshi even said, I don't have time to explain it to you. Either you get it, you get it. Let if those who have ears to hear, let them hear. And you know what? To me, this is like financial Darwinism. You know, if you don't get it and you don't want to put your money into it, fine, then suffer the consequences and so be it. And it will separate the rich from the poor and you can be rich or you can be poor. You can have dirty fiat, which will be nothing or you can have Bitcoin, which would be something. And you know what, JK? I don't care if you buy Bitcoin or not, because personally, I don't understand Harry Potter. I ain't even seen a damn movie. I ain't read one of your damn books. I don't give <laughs> about Harry Potter. So, oh, wait, 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 wait. To me, it's a bunch of white noise. All right, you're gonna That's have okay. to- I'll take, I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take the heat on that. You're gonna need to watch at least Harry Potter. You need, need to at least watch the movie, okay? Uh, I, I've I'll never- watch the first Harry Potter, man. <laughs> I'd rather watch Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones. Go back for a, just a second on, you know, how crypto Twitter responded. You know, you have two 
of the quote unquote um, leaders of crypto, of Bitcoin in the world have the most ridiculous responses to uh, JK Rowling. And, you know, I don't think I'm qualified to explain crypto or Bitcoin to JK Rowling. Um, or even if I could, I would basically, even if she said, hey, Jonathan, explain it to me, I would immediately try to get in contact with Andreas Antonopoulos and be like, yo, Andreas, right. can you do this? Because Hook her up. you're a pro at this, right? Like, this right. is your jam. Um, but, you know, like Brian Armstrong basically saying like, oh, like bring it to Coinbase and then you can trade it for some shit coins. And then and Brian Armstrong tweeting to a fake JK Rowling account. What the hell, Brian? <laughs> yeah. And then you got CZ Binance telling her that he's going to teach her how to fish. This is woman's a billionaire, you know, someone who's created And going to send her a Bitcoin. Yeah. It's so like, you know, you, you see these things and, you know, could you imagine the leader of a Fortune 500 company no. sliding into Twitter. Who would be a great brand ambassador for Bitcoin? If you could pick like three people, who would you? Who would be your, your three people that, that somebody like JK should speak to? Andreas, number one. Andreas, a thousand percent. Um, sure. I think Pierre Rochard would do a really well, do really good job. You know, a lot of people consider uh, Pierre Rochard to be a maximalist, but I really feel like he's very rational in his in in his maximalism, right? Like, and and he does a really good job of explaining, you know, the why. But you know, I, I think Andreas, perhaps Pierre, Pierre um, and then actually maybe someone like Lee Lee um, Lee is it Quinn Lee Quinn, the 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 person that engaged in the conversation uh, overall. I like what Raul Powell said. Bitcoin is an entire trusted, verified, secure financial and accounting system of digital value. It's nothing short of the future of our entire medium of exchange system and of money itself and the platform on which it operates. Why didn't we just send J.K. Rowling right to Raul? I mean, yeah. I mean that 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 unpacks it brilliantly right there. Is the majority of the people do not care or want to understand the right. underworkings of finance. Yeah, right. you talked. That you had a great post about this on Twitter the other day about like about how email and all this kind of stuff works. They just it just works. We don't want to know under. We don't want to know the nuts most, and bolts. We just want it most to work. Exactly. Most people don't want it to know, and because we do, we kind of assume that everybody else does. You know, one of the main reasons why people will continue to get into Bitcoin is 100% strictly for the investment opportunity and have nothing to do with the you know self-sovereign aspects of it, right? But I want to be super clear when I say that. I think that's what makes those that are in it for the self-sovereign and like owning their own um, financial future, they will always have a leg up compared to those that are re relying on third parties and trusted mediums, right? Like sure. that's why like the Jimmy Songs of the world or, you know, the A-Pomps or all these people that are probably, you know, managing their own stuff will have a leg up mm -hmm. over the person that's going to use JP Morgan Chase at some point in the future to buy Bitcoin. And that will happen, right? Like you will buy Bitcoin at JP Morgan Chase. You will buy it at Bank of America because there will Dude. be margin opportunity there for those banks. You, you, you just brought something up, man. We, we, I think we got to talk. We got to switch gears because you just brought this up. Yeah. JP Morgan Chase this week now working with Coinbase and Gemini. They yeah. are now actually servicing them. So, I mean, Jamie Dimon is really, do you hear that? Do you hear I, that? What is that? That beeping sound? That's Jamie Dimon backing up. Yeah. He's well, reversing his position. Look, man, it, it, it happens in virtually every industry is you, you have the incumbents say like, whoa, we don't like this. And then the incumbents are like, wait a second, we can participate in here. 
Mm -hmm. um, let's actually make our own versions of this. Um, or like, hey, like this is my margin opportunity. And so all it comes down to is, is um, the asset, uh, the, 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 um, the industry, the crypto industry has been de-risked. I mean, like that's like, so, you know, as much as we want to shit on that happening, it's actually mm. amazing for the Bitcoin and crypto industry, because what that is saying is an institutional bank has de-risked right. Bitcoin enough right. to say that they want to get involved, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and you know, most of these large banks w weren't banking any of these things because of the, no. the layers of risk that they had tied to it and associated to it. Sure. So, sure. Um, and by the way, when you are a bank and you say like, this is de-risked and we're going to bank it um, and we're going to do these things, why are they doing that? It's because there is margin opportunity in working with, mm -hmm. these, with these institutions. So. Um, yeah, and, thought, and the conversation of institutions can continue when just this week Visa has come out and announced they have uh, got a patent uh, pending or they filed a patent for their own blockchain uh, cryptocurrency. So Visa is getting in the game. Well, dude, I think that's I'm actually really stoked about that for lots of reasons. And, um, you know, I, I personally think it's OK and possible to be incredibly bullish on Bitcoin be Bitcoin maximalist when it comes to, um, you know, as a currency, but then also be supportive of in-network currency. And let me tell you why. Um, mm. Being that I've spent, you know, over 12 years in um, retail technology, working with brands, working with um, e-commerce software, um, integrations, all that kind of stuff. One of the most valuable things that any brand company corporation can do is have in-network currency. Mm because then you are, you know, that's, that's why gift cards are so, such a great money maker for these grant for companies, because you get people in there and if they don't spend it, you already got right. You've money already got on money. it. Right. So, um, you're taking, you're, you're essentially creating the evolution of the loyalty point and bringing it into cryptocurrency. So just because you have that doesn't mean that it's going to compete with Bitcoin. No, like it's they're just they're in two separate lanes altogether. Like no one's going to be um, no one's going to be uh, no rational person in Bitcoin is going to be like, oh, I'm going to replace my Bitcoin for Visa points. No, but you do transact in the everyday world. And, you know, mm -hmm. if if you can get Visa tokens or whatever as reward points and you can use them in the system it's no different than your then, right, right it's no different than the points you already get and maybe you can use those outside of the system or whatever you don't have to go to some shitty e-commerce website to then break it down and bring it into a um, gift card to then be able to use somewhere else so mm. it's um I, I think it's a really big. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I'm sorry. I've been kind of dominating the conversation. <laughs> well, you, you you know you know about that, man. You've been you've been uh, deep deep in that. So I would defer to you. I don't know much about the loyalty points. All I know is stats. All I buy is Bitcoin. I'm gonna tell you this. I don't mess around with alt altcoins because I'm gonna tell you something. Altcoins are alternative ways to lose money, and I don't yeah. like losing money. There are very few projects that I get in uh, as far as alt. So I really don't do that, and I just pretty much stick to stacking stats. My view on the world is Bitcoin and then the blockchain that doesn't exist yet or it hasn't come to fruition yet. I personally don't believe that there will ever be anything out there that has the social construct of Bitcoin 
Uh, right. No. And and because of that, like that's why Bitcoin will always reign supreme. You have things like Bcash or Ether, and like they have other values to them that is not. I'm sorry, you said what? Uh, Bcash. What's that? <laughs> it's it's fake. I never Bitcoin. heard of that. It's fake Bitcoin. Oh, fake Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. So you have these things that, that have I'm like, like oh. different value props that you know frankly cause confusion. And you know, I was mm-hmm. I had someone on the show where we were talking about enterprise blockchain. And, you know, we, yeah. we were talking about how, like, you know, the real thing with enterprise blockchain is not even blockchain, to be honest. It's it takes elements of blockchain, right? And and it might do things that look like blockchain. But what people have to understand who are not technologists, who are not product people, who are not engineers and software engineers, when you build product, you are creating requirements or you're basing things off of requirements. And then you're figuring out technology that helps you achieve your requirements better, right? So you're not coming in there and saying, hey, we really need to build a a blockchain solution. No one does that. No one says, I need to build a blockchain solution. They might say, I think blockchain is interesting. There's, let's let's build a solution uh, where we implement that, but it has to fit into the requirements of what they're building. So where I'm going with all this is that Mm -hmm. when someone says like, enterprise blockchain solution really isn't blockchain or isn't decentralized or isn't whatever enterprise doesn't give a shit about that what one they don't care what you think about it two it doesn't matter to them because all it has to do is solve their requirements right they're their only issue right and if it allows them to do business better easier whatever that's fine and they're not trying to compete with bitcoin either they're just literally trying to solve their own use correct me if i'm wrong though don't don't these enterprise networks like forum let's say jp morgan i know this is off stats a little bit here but these these enterprise blockchains if we call them that they are still at some point going to need to interact with a public open source network for not necessarily no not necessarily well no i don't think so but here's the thing then it's not decentralized right and so like and i i honestly think that's okay because they're not doing those blockchains to well no yeah yeah right Right. theirs theirs is more of a centralized but but for for their let's say you have your enterprise blockchain i have my enterprise blockchain but i don't want you getting all my stuff and you don't want me getting all your stuff so we're going to meet in the middle sure open source network and we can share it that way and that's where we have that you know interoperability and something like perhaps a hyperledger right correct yeah sorry in in that regard right there's there's probably some elements of allowing things to interoperate and to essentially like check and balance each other but what people need to realize is when you think about how these enterprise blockchains work or whatever is that for them again it's just for them it just needs to be decentralized enough in their system but like if you're if you're a supply chain company and you have a supply chain blockchain like why would you want to have that verified on a public ledger that anybody could check into regardless right, of right, how secure exactly. it is? It doesn't, it doesn't make why, business sense. The side chains and all that stuff and all those things that can be packeted and batched together on side chains uh, yeah. with, with privacy and security issues. But then you, you're using that and you send it over the, uh, the public network. So it's, Yeah, totally. Excuse me. I need another shot of whiskey. I'm, I'm, I'm reading. I'm just reading some of the comments. People are still just making fun of Brian Armstrong for being unable to identify this J.K. Rowling fake Twitter account. I'm just. I'm sorry, dude. I was just some of the comments on on. Bro, like the craziest thing about it is him telling. Like, she's in. First off, she's interested. <laughs> the craziest part about the Brian Armstrong tweet, tweet to me <laughs> is that one. 
he's telling she bought it on cash app the fake account bought it on cash app which i thought yeah, was yeah. brilliant shout out to cash app he's saying like bring your cash app bitcoin to coinbase and mind you she only said i wanted to learn about bitcoin not crypto right. not about right. shit coins not and ripple didn't want to learn about ripple did not, no no and brian armstrong is basically like yo bring that over here and then you can use those coins and buy some alts mm -hmm. with it are you fucking Why? kidding me first Why? off even if that was a good idea that's how you're going to explain something to someone on day one day one you're going to be yeah. like yo like bring that bitcoin and like trade it for alts you know you know you know one thing we talked we talked about this I, I, my, my DMs have been blowing up. I've been getting so many people now in this past week asking me about Bitcoin. How do I buy it? How do I learn about it? And I've been in Bitcoin for what, three years and I've had nobody, like maybe once a year, twice a year, but now all of a sudden. So one one thing I like to point people to is the movie Banking on Bitcoin. It came out in 2016. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. It's about an hour and a half. And it goes back and it was filmed in 2016. So you see Charlie Shrem when he's got the ankle monitor on. You see Nick Spanos, you know, there at the, uh, at the Bitcoin Center in New York when Bitcoin's selling at around 600 bucks. So you see some of these OG folks in the space, but then you also hear from some other really bright, brilliant minds. And basically it unpacks how Bitcoin works in a really simple, succinct, yeah. easy to understand way. And I it's 90 it. minutes. So that's my first go-to. It's like, dude, if you're getting into Bitcoin, you don't know anything about it, watch this movie. Yeah, no, and I, I, what's funny is I haven't seen that myself. So I'm going to check that out. Um, you know, I, I think while we're on that tangent, uh, uh, Andreas Antonopoulos has a video um, that's basically, it's a 90 minute workshop that he did. It's called Bitcoin Basics Workshop. Super good. Mm. And, you know, like I said, he, he's a great person. Just, even just watching a Ooh. couple of his videos on YouTube, um, I, I would highly recommend that. And then last is uh, a great book, The Bitcoin Standard. Uh, you can find it on uh, Amazon.com, uh, probably pretty much anywhere. But that, that's also yeah. a great book. We were talking about this a second ago, right? We were saying like, you know, uh, we might, though we may enjoy following some of the folks that we follow on Bitcoin Twitter and crypto Twitter, we might not recommend the noob <laughs> to get in and follow that because no. it might be a little scary at first, <laughs> as this situation yeah. with J.K. Rowling has uh, has uh, shown. But uh, and I think I think this is the problem that a lot of people have when they get into Bitcoin. They're like, oh my gosh, then they get overwhelmed and they're like, I don't know who to talk to, who to trust, what is, what is what, and then there's like it's white noise. I'm done. I can't figure it out. I don't want to part. And that's yeah. why it's more important than ever for folks like you and what you do with the podcast and and the events that you've held in the past and other great you know, innovators and leaders in the space to continue to put out quality content uh, and make it, you know, easy to digest. Totally. totally. Well, yeah, right, right. And it's, we, you know, yeah, you gotta, well, if, if you really do care about mass adoption, you have to do it in one of two ways. You have to be one, welcoming. <laughs> two, you need to educate folks. Um, and three, like you need to decide how, how, um, how hardcore do you want to be right like do you really want every single person to own their own keys and own their own wallet do you want seven billion people okay that's probably unrealistic wow. do you want yeah, half of the half of the population to do it unrealistic do you want yeah. however millions of people to do it like i don't know right so you're, you're going to need some level of third party uh aspects to it i've said this many of times you know my mom asked me to manage her pictures on um, Apple, right? Like her, she asked me to manage those in the cloud for her because she could do it, she could figure out, I'm sure, but she feels so much more secure if I manage that for her. 
Sure. Right? And then so. I think that's the way, way average Joe mom and pop are going to want to feel about like, oh, I'm custodying my Bitcoin and keys and private keys and XYZ795 hash. I don't know, right? So that's why Bank of America is the leading financial institution with more patents pending for crypto custody, right? Hello. Yeah. They yeah. know this. They see this. They've got it all lined up and ready. The custody issue, I think, is, is has been worked out. That was the thing, I think, from 2017 till now. We've got a lot of the custody stuff. Yeah. That's just me. But what do I know? Yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> we're, always, we're all just learning. Hey, so uh, coming up here next week is a big day in Bitcoin lore. Bitcoin history. You know, so. oh, I think I know. I think I know. It, it's May uh, 22nd. It's pizza day. That's right. Bitcoin Pizza Day was May 22nd, 2010. Bitcoin Pizza Day, Laszlo Hazanaka. I don't even know how to say Laszlo's last name, so just say it fast with a lot of confidence. Laszlo uh, paid 10,000, 10,000 Bitcoin for two Papa John's pizzas. Wow. Man. Wow. That, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, basically 10, add... 10,000 Bitcoin. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> that's crazy. So oh. don't do that next time, everybody. Um, but we'll, we'll see. So are you are you ordering pizza? What are you going to do for pizza day? Are you going to have a pizza? Are you going to have a little pie? What are you gonna I, do? Might, I might try to make a pizza on Bitcoin Pizza Day. Do a, oh, maybe I'll, I'll do a, 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 make a, yeah, a pizza, pizza show. Oh, my gosh. That would be awesome. Then you could take, like, little round pepperonis and make a Bitcoin B out of it on the pizza. Dude, I'm so doing Ooh. that. Done. Done. All right. Uh, do you want to give away some stats? We haven't done that yet. I would love to. What's our trivia question today? Ah, uh, you're going to love this. The first city that boasted the very first Bitcoin cash machine. Do you know where it was? Hold on, The hold very on. first city. The Bitcoin ATM machine or Bcash machine? I don't, I don't even know what Bcash is. I don't mess with that, dude. Okay, I don't know, dude. You, that, said, you said Bitcoin cash machine. So big, a Bitcoin AT, ca, ATM cash yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, perfect. yeah. Okay, perfect. All right. Yeah, that's so what I thought you meant. Bcash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Dude, I don't even mess with that. All right. So the first city to boast a, a Bitcoin ATM. Yeah. I don't know. I bet our folks at CoinMe would know. But I, I don't know. I'm going to say. Oh, I think I do. I think, I think I do know where it is. Do you want to say what continent you think it might be on? I think it's in North America. You would be correct. That it, yes, it is. In and North I think America. it's and I think it's in a city that's close to where we both live. Yes, you oh oh you baby you so good at this game. Right, you yeah. get fifty thousand stats. All right, well there you go everybody. So I've given you quite a few hints. Make sure that you reply in the twitters and uh, let us know what the answer is so you can uh, get fifty thousand. There it is. All right. That's a good one. I think we're done. We're in the, we've got this one in the books. In the books. Round done four. Done. I'll see you this week for Bitcoin Pizza Day on the 22nd, all right? Let's do it. We should just eat pizza together. Let's do it. Yeah. We'll eat I'm, pizza and buy Bitcoin. I'm down. I'm down. All right. Well, Matt Case, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, my friend. Continued success. All right. We'll talk soon.